With the market taking off and doing fairly well over the last month or so, a lot of people are starting to wonder, is the bull market back? Did we miss the opportunity to get in at a fairly low price? And is it too late to start buying now? So we're going to jump into that discussion and see the different views of looking at this and where we are as a whole within the community. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So just a broad overview as to what's going on here and why this discussion even came up. A lot of people know that I spend so much time researching this stuff. I'm heavily invested in this financially, at least comparative to my personal net worth, and also how much time I commit to researching, reading various projects, interacting with founders. So they often ask me, well, what do I think about the market, various prices? And the short summary is that I do not give financial advice. I'm sharing this information, whether I'm interviewing a particular project founder or team member. It's not an endorsement of that saying, hey, go out and buy this. I just evaluate this stuff. I share this stuff with other people and then they can make their own decisions on that. So as far as saying, is it too late? Well, I will say, do you think there's a brighter future or a darker future when it comes to any particular thing? It has nothing to do with any token, any coin, just in general, with any kind of investment opportunity or whatever it is that you want. Like You really have to evaluate that for yourself because two people, will look at the exact same thing and see things completely different. It's no different when it comes to, let's say, dating, when a lot of people look at a particular person and say, no, they are not husband or wife material. And another person lines up and is tripping over themselves to go get with that person. Each person is different. Each scenario is different. Every situation is different. So that's really why it's impossible to give a one-size-fits-all solution. But I'll give you a little peek into the discussions that have been taking shape over the last few days or weeks or so. Well, of course, everyone knows at this point that Bitcoin is on a run, up something like 150% for the year. And of course, everything else is sort of moving with that. ETH, Solana, and all the NFT coins for the most part are having an upward movement. Here and there, you'll see some are pumping significantly and some are moving a little bit. But generally speaking, the market as a whole is going in an upward direction. This is also the case when it comes to stocks and a lot of other instruments as well. Gold hit an all-time high recently, and all of these different things are moving up at the same time. Now, is that directly in correlation with what's going on with them not raising interest rates in the U.S. and possibly some good news coming out of the economy? Who really knows? I mean... Overall, I can just tell you that there is some enthusiasm back in the space. People are talking about the bull market's back. Well, if you zoom out and you see the general creeping up of everything, you could kind of say, well, the space does seem to be growing. But as a bull market, everything is raging and going forward. How you define that? I mean, everyone's going to give their own definition. So the stock market does have a set in stone, concrete definition of what a bull market is versus a bear market. However, in crypto, we're sort of retrofitting and making this stuff as we go along. So as far as calling this thing, who really knows? But a lot of people are asking me like, well, what am I doing at this moment? Am I buying or am I hoping it goes back down? Is this just a nice little pump and a little fake out before it falls back down to earth? Well, here's the whole thing with that. My general idea, I try not to time the market because I don't think anyone can. We have various people that are looking at charts and drawing their dinosaurs and their triangles and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, trying to pick out the right patterns. And, you know, if you listen to them speak, 
speak for the most part, it is a religion. You will have two people look at the same charts, just like I was saying with the husbands and the wives. You'll look at the same person and you two people will come up with two different conclusions. Well, you listen to a lot of these TA people, technical analysis people that have like their different ways of thinking, their uh, school of thoughts they have to subscribe to. I'm not saying they're not successful. There's people that are making lots of money, losing lots of money. Just generally speaking, two people look at the same chart and come up with vastly different conclusions and they'll have the data to back it to say 80% of the time when this pattern is identified. So, I'm not talking about all that, jumping into all that. Then on the other side, you just have the fundamental analysis people, which basically just look at a particular token or a project or an investment, a company for that matter, and say, all right, this is the general reason why I think this is a good investment. This is basically what Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and those guys over at Berkshire Hathaway has done over the last several decades and made a fortune. They look at undervalued companies, see where, let's say in the case of Warren Buffett in his early career, he was buying companies outright that had more cash on the books than their value was on the stock market. So he basically buy out their stocks, get majority ownership of that to control the cash because he knew that the cash would automatically make his purchase cash positive. Now, as they grew into that behemoth of a company that it is, it is a lot harder to find companies that are like that. And, you know, moving a few million here, 10 million there, it's not really going to move their needle that much. So Charlie Munger and the guys really had to shape the way Warren was looking at things. And of course, they came with their fundamental analysis, meaning that they looked at various things that were in place, such as the revenue stream, the team, the systems that were put in place to see whether or not a particular investment was worthwhile or not. Because when you're talking about billions of dollars or tens or hundreds of billions of dollars, it's hard to find a company that has more cash on value than their market cap if you outright control the company through its stock. So with that said, They had to change their system, but they're not looking at charts trying to go into this. They have a formula and they know what they're looking for. And I think it's very similar to anyone that I've come across that is extremely successful in the long term and picking various projects to get into and companies. They have a system and they're looking at the core things and has nothing to do with a chart, whatever it might be, but it is not just looking purely on the numbers, if you will. Sort of like if you're trying to evaluate a particular creator, right? You don't necessarily think of the value of their creation, their content, based on how many likes they have on Instagram. Because lots of things could go into why a particular piece of content went viral, has likes. So just looking at those numbers is not necessarily the best indicator of whatever it is. However, let's get back to the whole Web3 and what's going on in this particular market right now. So again, What a lot of people are asking me is, how do I see things? Is this a good time to buy? Well, generally speaking, I believe in dollar cost averaging. Not that I always do it because cash isn't always there in place. But generally, if I have a conviction on a particular project, a particular uh, coin or whatever it might be, I say, well, as long as I think that they're moving in the right direction and I think this is a reasonable entry point for me as an individual, I just keep going in there and I might have a set limit that I want to get up to. And each time I have money coming in, I just know that X percent of what I bring in will go there or whatever it is. And I don't look at the charts. 
generally speaking, I do not look at charts. So when this whole pump started and everyone was saying, hey, what are my thoughts on this? This was actually the first time I heard that the market was just going up significantly. And it was in a space. Of course, everyone was there to speak about the NFTs, asked me some questions. And they were saying, well, based on the market going up X percent today, like, what are your thoughts and feelings on this? And I said, you know what? Truthfully, I have not looked at CoinGecko or any of those things in, I would say, I don't know, three weeks. So I did not even know that that was going on. And that might sound crazy to a lot of people, but generally speaking, I don't check floor prices. I don't check various coin prices on a regular basis because I just find that it just doesn't do any good for me as an individual. I'm someone who had a lot of anxiety in the past. I learned how to manage it. And I don't think looking at stock prices, crypto prices, NFT floor prices, whatever it might be on a minute to minute basis is good for anxiety. Now, if that is something that gets you going, gets you charged and makes your life better, cool. Keep doing what you're doing. However, for me, I just know I can't watch the charts. So going back to the whole thing, if it's a particular token or a coin, like regardless of what happened over the last, let's say three weeks, I'm like, okay, if I'm bullish on Bitcoin, if I'm bullish on ETH, Solana, whatever it might be, and I want to get into that ecosystem, fine. However, right now, I'll be 100% honest, when it comes to cash flowing, just being able to pour a lot of things into this, I am not currently doing that. Why? Not because I don't believe in that stuff, but I have a lot of expenses offline outside of Web3, things that I'm trying to cover. As you know, if you've been listening to the show, I just recently had a lot of traveling, a lot of expense was incurred there, including um, some unfortunate things, losing IDs, getting a speeding ticket, which I'll have to get a lawyer for because I won't be present in court on the time when that happens. In addition to some insurances and lots of expenses trying to move here locally, I need some new equipment, you name it, the list can go on and on and on as to why I'm not just going out and pouring money into what's going on. Of course, that is the expense size, but not to mention on the revenue side, a lot of the clients that I had that I was making some content for and what have you, well, they ran into some budget cuts and some issues or some creative problems, what have you. So I'm not having as many clients to keep things rolling as much as I did before. So at the end of the day, whether or not I would be buying on a consistent basis, basis right now. It's just there's other things around that I need to um, focus on. And this is one of the things too. Let's just say, for example, I had uh, $15,000 worth of uh, credit card debts at 27% or something crazy of that nature, right? I think it would be the more responsible thing to just dump all of that into knocking out my debts then try to predict and guess if Bitcoin was going to go up 50% or whatever it might be within that time when I could pay off my credit card. Now, a lot of people disagree with me and say, well, it's already gone up 150% this year, but you don't want to miss it. And well, I don't know if it's going to go up another 150% or whatever it might be, or if it's going to go down 50%. But what I do know is if I have $15,000 of credit card debt at some ridiculously high rate, well, that's consistently going to be occurring. So when it comes to all of that, you know, there's multiple reasons why someone might not want to jump into this. And it, it all depends. It's everyone's going to be different. So if you're someone who does not have the cash right now to jump into anything, it's like, well, there's other things too. And you could look at it too. If you're trying to start a business, let's say you're trying to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or something of that nature. Well, getting a camera might not be the worst investment. Sure, you could have put a couple hundred dollars into Soul or whatever it might be. But let's just say you spend $300 on a camera and you start up your YouTube channel and it takes off. 
Sure, you could have put $300 into a particular token and maybe it would have doubled or tripled. But with that same $300, you have now started a business that maybe in a year from now will generate fifty dollars or $100,000. Now, can you do that in crypto? Sure. However, I am a firm believer and one of those people that says the best investment that you'll ever make is an investment in yourself. So you can't necessarily control where the market's going to go. You can't necessarily control where a particular project is going to go. However, you can control how much effort you're going to put into whatever business that you're running, whatever skill that you have learned and how to capitalize on that. So that's why I think that investing in yourself is always a good thing. So when it comes to all of this, where's the market going to go? I don't know. I can't necessarily say. I have good feeling about what's going on right now simply because everyone is excited and attention is shifting to the space. However, long-term, big picture, I don't think the economy necessarily is in a good place. And right now, stocks are also going up at the same time. So I want to think this is more of a macro thing and not just isolated to Web3 and what's going on here. However, I can definitely say, again, going back to the Oracle of Omaha, if you look over what's happening with Berkshire Hathaway, uh, they were sitting on something like a hundred and some odd billion dollars worth of cash right now. And uh, these cash are tied up in short-term T-bills. And over the last few years, a lot of people were saying he has lost his touch and he's crazy for not investing that money into uh, some other equities. And well, right now at this point, it seems like when all of the herd was pouring their money into these tech startups, Web3, AI, that Warren Buffett sitting on that, putting it in T-bills and just taking his three, 4% just boring returns is probably going to be in the best position out of everyone right now because everyone's laying off and screaming all these things and backtracking and fire sales and getting ready to sell things off at ridiculously low prices. Well, guess who's about to deploy a hundred plus billion dollars and buy things at pennies on the dollar? Good old Uncle Warren. This is exactly what he did after the quote unquote great recession, if you will. This is what uh, was just amazing. Berkshire Hathaway went a lot into real estate. They were buying up trailer parks and developmental lands. They bought up so many brokerages. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services was not a thing 10 years ago. However, once everything came crashing down, the real estate market and everything, he saw the opportunity to jump into that and he deployed his cash. So again, People that are leveraging credit cards for crypto, I mean, it could work out. But if we're going to look at someone who knows how to invest, we're going to look at Warren Buffett. And I would say he's using fundamental analysis and he's looking at deploying his cash into bargains. And, you know, once everything lines up for him, that's where he's going to focus. However, like I said, when it comes to being an investor and getting returns the way I see it, since I am not Warren Buffett with a hundred and some odd billion dollars to toss around, the best hundred dollars or a thousand dollars that I may spend will probably be just investing in myself. Some people might feel that it's a FOMO, you have to get in now or you'll never see these prices ever again, yet you very well possibly could. However, I just learned (laughs) through the bull market, if you will, not to be reactive, not to jump into things at a higher price than I uh, possibly should have because uh, just to give you an example, the very first Solana NFT that I purchased was right around the time when Sol was $230 or so. I think it peaked out at $260, if I'm not mistaken. So pretty much 
at the top is when I bought my first Solana NFT. Now, as far as how much soul it is to sell that NFT, it's not crazy off from the price what I paid for it, but obviously we know the value of soul, which is on a good run right now, has crashed significantly. So by no means am I some sort of investing expert All I could tell you is that I am bullish on this technology and whether that means committing my time or my funds, I'll be here in the space and that has nothing to do with any chart or market cap says. I am simply looking at the technology and the adoption and I think there's a lot of room for growth and I'm willing to bet there will be a lot more people using this technology in three years than they are today. Hopefully you find that interesting and understand my answer to that. Love to hear your thoughts on that. And I appreciate these questions and comments that people have been asking. So please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on X or using the contact information in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.